0: to the Chronically Well podcast, episode 8, and I am Callie Dixon, your host, and today is going to be a solo show. So it's just me, no special guest, and we are going to be talking about shame. But before we get started, I wanted to just fill you in if this is your first time listening, on what the Chronically Well podcast is all about. Um, I started it because I have a chronic illness and years ago when I went looking for support and encouragement and any sort of hope that my life wasn't over, the truth is I didn't find a whole lot of it. Uh, There's a lot of negativity, a lot of victimhood, a lot of this is your terrible life forever uh, communicated from the chronic illness community. So I vowed if I ever got well that I would come back and be a voice to those of you who need to hear some hope. And not even necessarily hope that you will heal entire, entirely physically because, to be honest, I still deal with my illness from time to time. But um, I'm a whole lot better um, and that all happened before my body got well. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, actually, some new revelations that I have on this topic. Um, but yeah, the chronically well podcast is here to help you understand how you can live a good, good life with chronic illness. And honestly, I think you're going to live an even better one because, and despite of the illness. So, um, Please excuse any background car noises. Um, I tried recording this in my basement and my children were walking around upstairs and my dog's nails were clicking on the floor. So I moved up to my bedroom. The only place to record is on the bed because it's the only spot where i can reach an outlet because i live in a 100 year old house um so but there's still cars going by and it's snowing outside and you guys it is april what is it april 14th and it's snowing in rockford illinois so you're gonna hear the cars driving through the snow okay so let's get started um I am starting a series of sorts on the topic of um, identity, shame, everything that kind of falls into self when we get a chronic illness. So I'm going to have some guests on the podcast talking about this. Um, I have George Evans next week. You'll want to tune into that for sure because I have found that there's this phenomenon in uh, the chronic illness community where men don't talk about it as much as women do. So I was lucky enough to find someone who is vocal about, um, he has cystic fibrosis. He's also a coach, a physical trainer, and um, he is super inspiring and he shares with us a little bit about why he believes men have a harder time, um, discussing their illnesses. Um, so we'll talk about that next week. Um, but for now, I just wanted to kind of do an intro to this whole topic because it's kind of a big topic so we say identity and you could go in a million different directions but what I really want to center in on is sort of what happens right when you get diagnosed and then how that affects self and how that can translate into shame and how that is something we really need to be purposeful and active participants in our own life and working our way out of that because um that's not living chronically well. Um, so I want to try and help you guys with that. I'm still working on it in new ways. So, um, let's get started. Uh, so identity, what is identity? There are various definitions. Um, I'm going to kind of take a psychological approach, put on my psych hat here. Um, I am a school psychologist, so that's sort of my background um, and I'm going to bring up a couple of research articles that um, I found sort of fascinating because they really hit on what I was definitely going through uh, and something that I see that is common for people who are um, who have a chronic illness. So identity is the name of a person, the qualities, their beliefs, etc., the Things that make a particular person or a group different from others. So it's what distinguishes us. It's what makes us us. And so that, like I said, could be an entirely different podcast where we just talk about what is identity? Who are we really? But I'm not doing that today. We're just going to say that it's sort of what makes you up as a person. And we'll kind of further define that as I talk. So Kathy Charmaz, uh, she is a, was a researcher, is I think, I don't know if she's dead, but this article was from 1983. And in it, she talks about what chronic illness does to those of us who learn that we have one. So she says that in the beginning it not only is an attack on our physical body. So, right, we've got some sort of something happening to our body. That's what the illness is. But also, there is an attack on our sense of identity. So um, that also comes with our doubting of self-worth because, like, for me, I couldn't be as active anymore. I couldn't run around with my kids because I was in pain. So then what does that make me? Am I no longer a good mom I couldn't and this sounds really dumb you guys but this was a big one for me I couldn't drink coffee and if I can't drink coffee does that mean that I don't like coffee because I thought that was who I was right now that's identifying um some problems that I have with who I am because we aren't we aren't what we eat right are we? I don't know. But anyway, so I mean, say one of you guys, you were a rock climber before and now you're in so much pain with fibromyalgia or whatever it may be that you have to limit this thing that was a big part of who you are. So yeah, when you get a chronic illness, that whole self-worth thing, you can kind of see how it can take a big hit. Um, And I believe this all sort of ties into shame as well because suddenly we're not the person that we want to be and we feel ashamed and we can't fill these roles that we want to fill and so I was just curious the other day on Instagram which by the way if you don't follow me on Instagram that is where I am most active on social media. Um, I respond to all direct messages. Um, I try to keep a running story going so you can kind of have some background into what content i'm working on and just see my weird crazy life but um, i'm river and quill on instagram so find me over there but a bunch of you responded um, to a question in my stories and just how has shame affected you and one person said i feel as if a constant burden to the ones around me um someone else said guilt Tons of it, I find myself telling my family I'm sorry all the time for everything illness. Um, Someone else said, missing out on certain events for or with my kids, not being able to provide financially. Someone else said, as a child, I felt so sad because I was always so tired and in pain. I couldn't keep up with other kids. And this is just a handful of ones that came in. I also got some direct messages from you guys i'm noticing a theme and i think it has a whole lot to do with identity and what that actually means i'm seeing a theme of shame so there's shame in our roles okay so um a lot of us like i mentioned before i was an active mom before um then i got chronic illness and i couldn't be for a while so There's shame in that role of mother. and some of the examples that I just read, there was shame in the role of father. Couldn't be as present. Shame in the role of provider. Couldn't be giving to their family like they could before financially because of their illness. I think there's even shame in our role as a friend because we believe that, you know, Well, we do. We have to take care of ourselves all of a sudden and deal with all these medical issues. and, And so then I think there's that shame of, crap, I'm not there for the people around me. how They're all there for me and I'm feeling like I should be there for them. And so there's that guilt. I also think there's a shame of limitations and the shame of burden. So, um, like one of them mentioned, just apologizing. Apologizing for, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry you have to do this for me. I'm sorry I can't do that anymore. I'm, I'm sorry I can't come to this. I'm sorry that I have to lay down on the couch tonight instead of going out and doing that thing that you really wanted to do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, so much shame in feeling like we are not for our family what we should be, or our friends what we should be. Letting them down. I hear that a lot. I feel like I'm letting them down. There's also the shame of body. Oh, my cow. So this is the one that I'm dealing with presently, trying to come out of. I, I'll talk more about that in a minute, but I, I think, you know, when we get sick our body breaks, like part of us, part of our physical being is not functioning the way that it should, plain and simple. It just isn't. Um, we can't, we can't draw pretty rainbows over that and pretend that that doesn't exist. It's true. And so I think that it's very easy. And I think almost 100% of people who get a chronic illness automatically feel shame in their body, like feeling insignificant like everyone else. Like I remember sitting there thinking, like, what is wrong with me that I am defective? Like, why is everyone else in these bodies that work and function? There's something inherently wrong with me. So just that shame that seeps into you, even beyond your illness, because then it becomes my body like for so long I remember I was talking with a friend who's actually a yoga instructor and um I just said something just in passing joking around like oh my stupid body and she was like no (laughs) no your wonderful lovely body but at the time I just I rolled my eyes I couldn't buy it I didn't buy it I didn't feel like it was a lovely body. It felt like it was a body that had let me down and I was ashamed of it. And that meant that, you know, I, I didn't feel good in the first place. So I wore yoga pants everywhere and I wore my hair up in a bun cause I didn't feel like I was even worth looking good. I didn't want to look good. I didn't feel good. Why should I look good? And plus I had three little kids. So, um, I think that that may happen anyway, but I'm just starting to come out of that and I'll talk more about that in a minute, but I wanna come back to talking about this idea of shame. There's an article on Psychology Today by Katie Willard-Vasant, I think I'm saying that right, and I'm gonna pull some of the ideas that I'm gonna bring up right now from that and synthesize them a little bit into my own framework. After reading that article, I, I, I feel like there's sort of something that's coming out from it, basically that there's a fear I'm a very fearful person. I think most of us have a healthy amount of fear. And I think those of us that go through chronic illness have a fear of loss of connection, both to others and to ourselves. And I think that that translates into shame. It becomes shame. So uh, we, with others, we feel different. We worry what they're going to think, right? If you're listening to this and you have a chronic illness, I know you know what I mean. Y- you wonder if other people think that maybe we caused this somehow, right? Or um, are we trying to get attention somehow? And this might not even just be something that we think. This might be something that is actually communicated to us. It was communicated to me that people thought I was trying to get attention and man that sucks that does a number and then also I think some people we we assume or maybe even some people tell us are we pretending you know like we look fine like our physically other other than the yoga pants and the um lack of care for my presentation of self for a while we I'm wearing yoga pants right now by the way I still love them But sometimes I wear jeans because I can and I couldn't for a couple of years because it hurt too bad. But uh, that was an aside. Anyway, so we look fine to everyone else, um, but we know that there is pain. So it's really hard, I think. I mean, it's easier when you've got a broken bone, right? And you've got a cast and people are like, oh, yeah, you're hurt. But when it's something that people can't see, that gets tricky and that can make you feel this sense of isolation and this lack of connectedness, this fear of not being connected. Uh, Katie Willard in her article says, shame warns us that social bonds are in jeopardy. Oh, good, right? Like we are ashamed because we are different. And if we're different, does that mean that we are going to lose these bonds with people? So... Yeah. I I think I still feel that today. Like usually I'm pretty good, but you know, a couple times a year, maybe more than that, but I will have a bladder flare that will last like a week to two weeks, sometimes less, sometimes more. Um, Every time it happens, I start to think that it somehow invalidates what I am doing over here at River and Quill and at the Chronically Well podcast like if I suddenly have symptoms again does that make me a fraud does that you know so it's like sort of like this okay now I'm not going to be connected anymore because I feel sick it's strange. I don't know exactly how to communicate it, but there is this fear of a lack of connection, um, that you're going to tell someone that you're in pain and they're going to be like, well, I thought you had this all together, you know? So definitely have that fear of rejection, that fear of lack of connection with other people. Um, and another article by Warner Isaacson and Maltred, uh, definitely said that last one wrong, but, um, from 2004, they say that, um, we try to hide what is shameful because we don't want to be seen as the complainer or the whiner, right? Like we want to look like we've, Like, we've got a great attitude. Like, this is good. And, you know, we don't want to really be honest about how we're feeling sometimes because we don't want to be seen in that negative light. And to be fair, I mean, we don't want to live in that complainer, whiner area either. So it's a really difficult balance. But you can see how the shame can kind of crop up there. So a fear of lack of connection to others because of shame causing shame and then also a fear of lack of connection to self um where your our core identity takes a hit like i talked about earlier like who are we now that we can't do these things now that we can't play these roles we don't even think that we can be who we are Um, and so that was my journey that is sort of like the crux of the message that I hope I put out there for the Chronically Well podcast and in everything that I write is that there is something beyond our body, something that we need to connect with, something that is truly us identifying and revealing that true self, that person that we were, I believe, created to be is central to identity central to healing and being well however there's something I forgot about in all of this and um I'm just coming back to it now literally like in the last couple of weeks and that is related to body image so um I think I was so angry with my body for what it did um that I disconnected from it. And I I didn't like what it was telling me. <laughs> I didn't listen. And I I went into this mode of <clears throat> you know there is more to me than my body, but I connected only with that. And then in the process, I lost the ability to see and to feel what my body wanted me to hear and see and feel and so now I'm just like it's like I'm a newborn (laughs) learning about what my body is trying to communicate to me and connecting with it again and I talked earlier about how when we get a chronic illness it feels like our body breaks and it can be very um, difficult to like it again and it's funny the body image so accepting who, what I appeared as physically, that came a while ago. Like I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with who I am. Like, uh, I explained in one of my Instagram posts that I wear inappropriately tall heels sometimes and annoy a lot of people because I have to take them off and they have to carry me. Um, but, or they have to watch me walk barefoot, through conference centers. But the reason I wear those shoes and the reason I get my nails done and the reason I grew my hair out and the reason I buy clothes that I like is because I didn't feel good about myself for a really long time. I felt frumpy. I felt like a used up crayon. I felt insignificant and when I started pouring into the work that I needed to do to heal my soul to heal um, who I was internally um, it's I feel like there is this sort of natural progression into where it just starts to show externally as well because you start to care about who you are and then you start to do things that you like to do I don't wear those shoes for anybody else I wear them because I put them on and I feel good about myself. I get my nails done not because other people like my nails done. I get my nails done because I look down at them and I think, God, they look pretty. Like, I like the way my nails look. I feel good about myself in these nails. I wear red lipstick because it makes me feel good. I like the way that it contrasts with my eyes. I do. And so I'm going to wear the lipstick and all of these things, I think, come from starting to value yourself again, starting to say, this is who I am. This is who I want to be portrayed as because this, this is me. So, um, that came, but there was still this disconnect from body. And that's what I'm learning about now. I want to spend an entire episode. I'm going to try and find a really great guest to talk about this, but if I can't, I'll do my own best research on it. And I'm doing my own research by doing some, um, reading and programs that I'm putting into place, them um, just like weird, strange dancing and <laughs> reconnecting with my body um, because I think I, I pushed it so far away because I was in pain. And now I'm not in pain um, and I want to come back into it and start to trust it again. So yeah, that that's, that's what I have to say to you guys today about shame. Um, I know you might feel insignificant. I know that you probably feel different. Something that I heard recently in a podcast episode with, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, she just said, you are good. You are so good. And I heard that and it was just like instant, a lot of tears because I think that it's very easy for us when we get sick. To believe we are bad to believe we are defective to believe that this disease or this illness or this pain or whatever it is that's making us feel bad makes us bad and I just want to communicate to you today that you're not bad You're so good and I think your illness is going to teach you things about yourself that most people don't even get an opportunity to learn about because they're too comfortable. They're too comfortable to even think about it but you get to and you are beautiful and you are lovely and you are handsome and you have so much potential ahead of you. Uh, don't be ashamed. Like look at these accounts of these people that I have interviewed on this podcast and will continue to, they have illness and they are talking about it and they are beautiful, wonderful people using their lives to help others. So, um, you are too, you're beautiful, wonderful, amazing, inspiring people. I had someone message me after this little story that I had on Instagram and she said, I just want you to know you inspire me so much. And I want you guys to know every time you send that to me, like that's so nice to hear. I really appreciate that. But you inspire me. Like you guys are the reason that I'm here. Um, I'm not going to cry. Because you get up every day with pain. You get up every day knowing that it's going to be hard but you're doing the hard things, you're doing them, and I'm so inspired by you, because you get up, you do them, you do your life, you continue to live, and that, it's, it's, more than I can handle. It's so inspiring and you are good and your body is not bad. You are not bad. Don't hide in the corner. Come out into the light and share with all of us everything that you have to share because it is lovely. So uh, we're going to keep talking about shame and identity and I'm so excited about all of it. Uh, If you haven't listened to any of the other episodes on the Chronically Well podcast, there are seven others. There might be even more by the time you listen to this. Um, So head over to iTunes or give me a review. That would be amazing because doing that increases the visibility of this podcast, which means more people who need to hear it will hear it. So that would help me out a ton uh thanks for doing that thanks for being here i will be back next week with george evans so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it thank you so much for being here and be sure to live your life